Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hi, guys. We have hopped on here um, because Jen watched um, Brittany runs a marathon and reached out to me and was like, we need to do, you need to watch this movie and we need to (laughs) review it and talk about it because so many things came up by watching it. And I was like, you want me to watch a movie? Cool. So I did. And we just happened to have a spare moment or two. So we are hopping on here um, to do a movie review kind of off the cuff. So first, Jen, why don't you share, like, what came up for you that made you think, like, oh, my God, we need to talk about this? Okay, so I, I, it had to have been maybe five minutes into the movie where I was like, everyone I know needs to watch this movie, but especially Amy. Um, two reasons, especially you. So I thought she was hilarious. Like, so from the, I don't know the first moment that you realize she's really funny, but maybe when she's, like, handing out, like, programs to wherever she works and she's like singing to people and I just was like yes I love this <laughs> but then when she goes to the doctor and obviously we'll give like the run through in a second of what this is about but she goes to the doctor and the doctor says like mm, you need to lose weight and she was like um haven't you seen those dub ads yeah I was like Amy Roder, Amy Roder. <laughs> that's so me that's so funny so first, if you have not seen this movie, we would say pause and go see it or, and then come back. Or if you're cool with spoilers, then stick around, listen to us, and maybe our conversation about it will entice your desire to check it out. Um, yeah, yeah. Because so we're definitely not going to hold back. Prime. What? what? Yeah, it's what on Prime. Have? Yeah. If you have Prime, it's on there. Yeah, I went to, I was like, oh, am I going to have to you know, pay for it. Not that I, not that I wouldn't, um, but you can only get it on Prime. I think it's worth it. I, I, look, I'm, I don't so much love, like, the company of Amazon. I hope no, no, no one watching this works for Amazon. Awkward. But, and also it's, it's awkward that I'm saying this, like, on Cyber Monday. Listen, I, I think, I think I, we can partake and you can have a job at Amazon and still realize and also buy gifts on Amazon and still realize that it, there's an icky factor to it. Meanwhile, my Amazon Echo is like two feet away from me. Like half of the things in my apartment right now are probably purchased from Amazon. But yeah, there, there's an icky quality to it. But anyways, they made a really good movie. So. Yeah. And I love her, the actress anyway. She's, I think she was in... Um, uh 22 jump street okay i have never seen that oh my god hilarious first of all you have you seen 21 jump street i saw it and i couldn't get into it but i feel like more like just bad timing you know like when you sit down to watch a movie and you're like this is escaping me but if i were to watch it some other time i would like love it it was that that you need to rewatch this movie perhaps we need to together Okay. Yeah, 21, I think, was better than 22, but it was hilarious, and she's fantastic, and she's kind of like, um, like, her character, you know, she's, which I think is so interesting, okay, so the whole, the whole premise of the movie is that she is this 
woman who's like in her late 20s, 20? almost 30, yeah. and she's living in the city. It is New York City, yes, because New York yes. City. Because she's in Astoria, which is kind of like the, the uppermost part of Queens. Yep. Like you're still like 30 minutes away on subway from Manhattan kind of thing. And she's like living with her, a girl, female roommate, a friend. And the friend can like live the same lifestyle that she is and is like super skinny and pretty and is like an influencer. It's like her job. Uh, they're both somewhat lost. The teacher's aid is She's her, a teacher's like, aid for, for death. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they're both kind of, right, her daytime job is the teacher's aid, but her real um, aspirations lend themselves to being an influencer on Instagram. Right. Um, and so Brittany's character is, um, also a mess. I mean, I guess her friend is a mess too, but she's like, she is like a visual mess. So, you know, where her friend can go out and like party, she looks prim and proper and like comes out pretty in pictures and is skinny and that's just not happening for Brittany. And well, I feel like, so her best friend's name's Gretchen. She's the, the influencer. She's a fraud. Like she's, she promotes this like image of herself but that's not who she actually is when not behind the camera. Right. Um, so here's where I start getting like my whole history and, and stuff starts triggering and, and all my responses to this. So I, for those of you guys listening, grew up where I had the friends who could eat a chocolate cake and be 90 pounds soaking wet. Like those were just the friends that I had, and I was not that person. I was never that person. Um, and it used to, it was very difficult in our society, being female specifically, but I think just in general, but being female specifically, um, to have that kind of, I don't know, metabolism, genetic makeup, body shape um, because it took whatever your issues were and it just kind of like put it out there for the whole world to make comments about. You know, Gretchen has the choice. She has the option to hide her crap from the rest of the world. So yes, she's a fraud, but she's also has the ability because of her genetic makeup to hide what is going on for her. From everybody else right and Brittany doesn't have that choice um, I always used to say things like if you had like a support group or people like a bunch of people sitting in a circle not even a support group because that would that would indicate that people have issues but if you had a bunch of people sitting in the in a in a circle and you have like someone who abuses like I don't know Xanax somebody who beats his wife somebody who, um, you know, has major depression, major anxiety, and then somebody who struggles with, with eating and weight, there's only one in that whole circle that you can walk in the room and you know. They're right, the others are invisible. Yeah, 
The other ones, I mean, to some, at some point, yes, when you get to a certain extreme, they're visible. But in our society, you know, and in fact, when you start, which I, which I find so interesting about the story is that when she starts to flip, you see that flip where it goes from like, she's taking control in her life to now we're getting dangerous. Now we're going into like some dangerous territory, which is like later, but there's, we have a society that's very like pro visual what you see. No one really cares what's going on under the surface. You present well, then we, we get this immediate like, oh, everything's good. Things are good. Right. So, um, so yeah, so <laughs> the Dove commercial comment. So she basically is living this like, you know, um, why is the word escaping me? It's, she like goes out every night to party and it, it seems kind of an escapist life. Like she's not happy, but she chooses to go to the bars every night. And like, I'm pretty sure in the first like 10 minutes she has sex with some guy in the like club bathroom. And I think she just gives him a blowjob. I don't even think they have okay. okay. Um, I just remember that you're right. Cause he like points out the napkins that her He's knee- like, you can put your knees on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which, is interesting, like the blowjob instead of the sex, because um, she's not getting anything from that. Um, right, I feel all- like he's, but he like thinks, you know, it's like a, I don't know, that even oh, is like heart wrenching. And well, right, and she probably is actually getting something from it because she sees him as attractive, and so he's gratifying her or validating her by being the one that he chooses. Right, which is infuriating. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like, she basically crawls home once it's daylight. It, it appears, like, almost every night is kind of her life. And then she's always late everywhere she goes because she just can't get her life together is the impression you're supposed to get. Right. And what I also thought was so interesting was when they introduced the, the Moneybags Martha character, who we find out later is Catherine is her name. Yeah. Um, because Moneybags Martha is like stretching to go for a run. I think when they're coming home even. Right. And so it's like 6 a.m. Yeah. So she's basically like, hey, can you guys like, like not leave your stuff in the hallway? Basically like they leave their crap in the hallway of this apartment building. And she's, you disrobe. So like they basically take all their clothes off in the hallway. Right. It's crazy. It, I mean, and it's so like self-absorbed and ridiculous. But meanwhile, their perception of her is that she's self-absorbed and she thinks she's better than them. And this is where I thought this was so interesting and in on point with a lot of what we coach because the friendship, the perceived friendship of Gretchen and Brittany versus the actual friendship to some degree uh, not Ka- of Gretchen and Brittany, right? The, the actual friendship of Catherine and Brittany um, is, is really, really um, telling. Like it, we often get into these situations where we believe that friendship means you blow smoke up each other's asses and you pretend that everything's wonderful no matter what's going on. That's what a friend should do. And right, so you have Gretchen, where where Brittany actually comes to Gretchen is like, I'm I'm kind of sad. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. 
with my life. Like I'm feeling kind of bad about myself. And Gretchen's just like, you're great. You know, like nothing's wrong. Like there's no like, okay, tell me more. How can I help you? It's all like skirting over it. And, and partially that's because Gretchen's life sucks too. And if Brittany's life were to get any better, that like Gretchen kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Gretchen, Gretchen kind of keeps Brittany around because she can look at Brittany and be like, well, at least my life's better than her life kind of thing. And if Brittany were to improve her life, then what does Gretchen do? So Gretchen likes Brittany down here and they're supposed to be friends. Like they're supposed to be close with each other. And, um, this happens in, in the dating world too. Like when your friendships are surrounded by women and when, and relationships too, when you're, when your team are women who are unhappy for whatever reason. So they're in a shitty relationship. They're not in a relationship and they're complaining about dating, whatever it is. When you start to make changes and realize I don't want to be unhappy anymore. And I want to actually like maybe do some stuff to like improve my dating experience or whatever. Sometimes that stirs the pop pot and people down here don't like that. And it pisses them off. And that happens in this movie. Yeah. Well, and, and like Gretchen too, it's like, she's incapable of even listening. Like she says, Brittany says like, I'm going to run a 5k and she's like a marathon. Like she just, it's as if she has no, everything that Brittany says just goes in one ear and out the other. Like she doesn't really have time to, to be her friend. Um, Right. And then she, she, I don't know if she knowingly or unknowingly, insults Brittany all the time but but there was one scene where Brittany's talking about how she's losing weight and she's you know really excited to run and kind of do these things and and she says I have a goal weight and Gretchen's like what is it 120 as Mm -hmm. if like that's the goal weight of every human and Brittany obviously like makes her feel really down about herself and she admits what her goal weight is but you can see on her face that she's like one you're not hearing me and two you you don't even know how to support me um but she sticks around for a while to kind of absorb that negative friendship energy i think sometimes it's it's gretchen's vapidness that she doesn't know that she's insulting Brittany, but then there are definitely scenes where she digs in. And yeah. she, like, she goes for the jugular. Like, she's like, yeah. there to hurt. Um, and I definitely identify with Brittany in, um, you know, somebody who is like placed in a category because my my shape when I was younger, whether it was external or internal, that I just wasn't a an athletic person. I wasn't going to be like that kind of person, you know, and I had to always work for like when, when they were having a conversation and, and, and what did, oh, and, and Brittany invites Gretchen to go for a run and Gretchen's like, well, you know, like I can't do too much cardio. Cause then like I lose too much weight too quickly. I like wanted to punch her in the face. Yeah. She sucks. <laughs> she, like, I wrote, she sucks. Yeah. This is like, Meanwhile, it's like, you can bow out of that graciously, but boo-hoo to you. And 
you know, and, and not being able to do too much cardio like that. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that that's your, your life. I want to go back to something you said about the friendship between Catherine and Brittany and, and the fact alone that you called it a friendship. So Catherine slash Moneybags Martha is the, the woman that lives in her building that she thinks is like a, like a narc. And the whole sort of development of their relationship is Catherine really trying to be a supportive and good listening friend for uh, Brittany, but every single time she does it, Brittany pushes her away. And she says like, I don't want your pity. Um, and I found that, I found that kind of fascinating. Like even once she hears Catherine's backstory, that like Catherine's really lonely and Seth, the, the guy that she sort of runs with, um, that's at the back of the pack with her when they do the, the runner's club, um, explains to her, like, look, based on her backstory, she has like an ex, you know, a, an extra amount of maternal energy that she needs to like exert. And, and she's just doing that with you and you got to let her do that. And I thought that was a really good way of putting it. But like, even with that explanation, Brittany pushes her away. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. And, and it, I found it really interesting. I found it really realistic, but I also didn't understand why that continued for her, like the entire movie. She doesn't resolve that at the end. At the very, very end. It's maybe like last 10 minutes. I got, I mean, if I were to psychoanalyze Brittany, mm -hmm. I got that because this is what we do as strong women. Um, okay. That help we see as being provided to us because of pity. I saw two things. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, it's very hard to receive help, right? Yeah. It's like a, yeah. She kept saying, like, I don't want pity. I don't want your pity. I don't want your pity. Like, that mm -hmm. was the big, big thing. So it was kind of like, instead of being able, because we're in this setup where, where women feel like they need to compete against each other, to receive help from somebody means that you're kind of putting them above you. It feels like that. So it feels uncomfortable or uncomfortable to women, <laughs> depending on who you are and how you say it, um, <laughs> to women to receive, to accept help. I okay. also thought there was some like mommy stuff with knowing about okay. his mom. Okay, and only you would be able to really pick, like I I'm guess. mom, like I, so I didn't really read into that, but I just thought like, even towards the end of the movie, when they pay, for her to run the marathon. Yeah. Even then she's like, nope, don't want this. Like it so it it almost is the very end of the movie. It's not until she she insults the heavy set woman at the party at her sister's house. Yes. That's when she turns her shit around and she's like, oh yes. what I've now become somebody and like what am I doing? You know, who am I? 
So the whole story that we tell ourselves that I know, you know, having, I feel like grown up in like an American culture being, being curvier is Mm -hmm. that, and not, and, you know, struggling. I think that's also part of it that plays in, if I were to say with her relationship with Catherine, because she says that like, you can't possibly, there's no way your life is harder than my life. Like when she goes into her room, into her apartment, because she hears her crying, even though Catherine's like, I used to shoot up heroin. Brittany's take on it is like, you don't know my pain, man. Like you have no idea what I've gone through that's where I go again to like fear she feels when, when she has, when she goes to run outside, like that panic attack she has on the first, first try, like yes. the exposure that really hit home for me because going out into public and you know, everyone's like, Oh, if you're overweight, you should just start exercising and then you'll lose weight. Right. Which we know it's not just exercise, but anyway, Having the bravery to go out on a public street and start exercising when you're heavy is intense. You need to have a significant amount of bravery. There's a lot that goes into the getting up and going. And I feel like Catherine is such an amazing influence for her because she just says to make little small goals. And she starts off with just that one block. Um, And once you could do one block, you could do more on her own with a little bit of coaching from Catherine was able to make that block, right? But the first time she joins a group of people who are like-minded, who are doing the same thing that she is, and she just makes herself go, she runs two miles. Yeah, it was, like, she's kind of heroic. You don't realize you don't realize how quickly you're rooting for, for her from the very beginning, but it's gotta be within the first like 30 minutes of the film that I'm like, damn, this girl is like my hero. Like she's doing things that I probably to this day would not be able to do. Right, and, but I think a lot, the propelling forward at such a, a speed, yes. the showing up to the group was extremely heroic. The the um for all of it's heroic. What I'm saying is that yeah. she propels forward at a way faster speed because she joins a group of people who are doing it. Like yeah. there's something about that group think where other people like, okay, uh, look, I'm in the back of the pack. But she at the end she was like, that was two miles. Like then right. your brain knows, holy crap, I, I can, can do two miles. And yeah. if I could do two miles, I could do more than that. And there's an accountability too. Like there's people checking in with her being like, why weren't you at, at runner's club this weekend? Or people living in her same building. They're like, how's the running going? So and she, she didn't has- show up. And those groups, when they're, when they're right, they're very supportive. So they're not, she didn't show up and they were like, you're going to be part of this group. You right. can't be part of this group. You don't look like you're part of this group. Like they were just like, okay, cool. Let's run. You know, everyone was like, or they didn't notice her, you know, but yeah. they, they were just, there wasn't a, you shouldn't be here because you're not part of this feeling. Right. And that's the real, um, when I was watching it, and I think, you know, again, my headspace was like, Jen told me to watch this movie. So why? Why does she want me to watch this? And those were the things that kind of came up with like what we do and where we are like, 
get involved, get in a group, like watch who, watch who you're spending time with. Because if you're spending your time with a bunch of women who hate dating, who never last in a relationship for very long, who spend the whole time complaining about who's out there, then guess what? Your chances of finding somebody and um, changing that around for yourself is less likely because our instincts are, want, are to want to be part of a pack. We want to be part of a group to feel accepted the same way that Brittany would want to feel accepted by her roommate Gretchen, right? So she needed to start going and becoming and identifying herself as something else, something other, and finding that new pack, that new group of people, made it, gave her a lot of strength to be able to say, nope, I want to go in this direction because this is actually what's better for me, as opposed to staying in that like pit that really was not working for her, that she knew was not working for her. Um, so it doesn't mean that you need to like leave your friends, but it's like figure out what everybody's for and just check yourself whether or not the fear of losing the people around you is keeping you from getting to where you actually want to go. So the dating part was the other reason yeah. that I felt like this movie was so perfect and that you had to watch it. Um, <laughs> So the dating app scene. Yes. That was <laughs> yes. when I texted you. I was like, Amy has to watch this because it felt when, so when she goes on, she like makes a profile. She, I can't, okay. Here's what I can't remember. If, if I thought his name was Jaren, but it's germ. 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 germ with an germ. N. J-E-R-N. Right? Yeah. It's like journey, but without the E. Um, but when he like goes to her profile and like coaches her and he's like, no, 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 you gotta get rid of this. Let's say this instead. I, I loved it so right. much. It's what we do. I know he, well, he said, I love the beginning is he says, cause she's being honest. Yeah. But he's but like, also he's like jaded, like she's she and what he says is like you're putting all your insecurities out there he said don't of, leave with them don't leave with your yeah. insecurities and with our clients we talk about what you like and what you don't like and we talk about like physical aspects and emotional aspects we kind of delve into all of it but we talk about both if i went into a job interview i wouldn't be like well you know i was always the curvy chick growing <laughs> like i had like issues with like self-esteem. Like if I was sending a resume for a job, you think about what's appropriate for the job. So you're looking at what you're going to put on there to appropriately, to let the job know that you are a candidate for that position. And sometimes in the guise of being genuine and authentic and honest, women believe that it's like, let's, let's lay it all out there. And I, and I was one of those women, like, let's put everything on the line, but it's like, we're, it's not about being dishonest. It's about being honest, but it's also about celebrating how awesome you are because we're so quick to talk about our insecurities and what we think is, like, that's how we bond with each other. It's either making fun of other people or making fun of ourselves. We're self-deprecating and that's how we are able to like connect with other people. So we don't feel like we're making other people feel bad. Yeah, so we're not Gretchen's. Yeah, yeah. So, right, exactly, but Gretchen, right. And, but there's a middle ground. 
there's a separate section. Um, I don't think I, I talked about this on here before, like a small stint. I was, I did rollerblading, roller um, derby. Do you remember? Yeah. That for like yeah, 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 yeah. And I learned something really awesome when I was doing it. So when you're out there in the, on the floor, like practicing, my instinct as a woman was always to be like, to like minimize what I was doing. Like, oh, oh my gosh, I did that. I, I, I roller skated backwards. Like, wow. You know, like I, I wanted to like minimize it because I, my, my instinct, my immediate response was to not make anybody else feel bad around me. And what I had to learn very quickly was that I could not do that when I was, when I was doing roller derby because the minimizing of my skill was going to get me hurt, like physically hurt. Like if I'm like teetering around like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Somebody else was going to come and knock me down or I was going to hurt somebody else. Um, so in certain areas, it might be like, you don't necessarily want to walk into every single room and be like, bam, I'm, you know, whatever. However, we try to socialize with each other. Maybe you don't want to be like explosive in every single situation, but your dating profile should be 100% it, it should communicate what you have going on, you know, for other people. Right. Um, right. Well, I think it's really interesting that you said that women are more likely to downplay their, their good qualities. And we often like think of our negatives first because men are often the opposite. Oh yeah. The most ridiculous men will be like shirtless in front of a moped. Is it a moped? Moped? Shirtless in front of a moped. I like have actual visual memories of profiles with this. <laughs> but like, it's like, hey, baby. And you're just like, never, never. It's never going to happen. And probably never going to happen because you had that profile where you were so unaware yeah. of where you should maybe cover up. I thought that we should chat about her mindset about dating. There's a scene where... It's when Jern, Jern, Jaren, whatever, is... I feel like we need to look that up. Is well, it he... So I, when I watched it, I thought his name was Jaren, like J-A-R-O-N, based on the way he said it. But then when I Googled it, it, it was not spelled that way. Yeah, it's, it's Jern, J-E-R-N, right? Jern. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And she when, was like, I thought, she says that too to him though. She goes, I thought your name was like Jeremy or something. And I'm going to jern. And he's like, that's racist. And she's like, why? Is it, is it, in, is it from India or something like that? He's like, I don't know. Like he like totally, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. He just like calls her racist, which is hilarious. Um, so she's like, why is everyone date anyway? Don't they all know that everyone just ends up single again? Mm. And his response is, have you ever heard of marriage? Right. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, because at first when she said it, I was like, what is she talking about? Like when people die? But she but does she, say that. But, but also like she just assumes that like no relationship ever works out. Right. But, he, but then she says something about death afterwards. But yeah, he, he, yeah, have you ever heard of marriage? But like, she comes from, you know, the broke, her broken, ma her parents, her mom leaves and then her dad dies. And he, he has a broken His, marriage story too. Yeah. And he still is like the, 
it doesn't it doesn't seem to cut him in the same way that it, it cuts her. It does. I mean, he's playing out some shit, you know, like he like it's probably beyond the point of like trying to like explore and find himself and he's like lying to women and pretending that he lives in the house that he doesn't live in like there's some shade right. you know Jern turns out being a good guy to like to her because she knows all his craft so he can't like lie to her and he can just be authentically himself right well and he's one of the only guys that that she's authentic with right because because they're essentially like preemptively living together and they're they're friends first and I think that's interesting when they do that in movies you know they do the like friends become lovers thing well it's like enemies become friends become lovers because yeah in the beginning but the thing is okay and we talked about this too about the importance of authenticity and we talked about this in one of our lies which was um why guys i'm actually attracted to are not attracted to me but like women and gay men and guys i'm not attracted to are attracted to me and that's because when you think you're not attracted to somebody, you act more genuinely yourself. When you're attracted to somebody, you start pretending you're somebody else and, and right. you might ice up, you know, you might try to put defenses so you don't get hurt. So you act like you're aloof when you're really not aloof. You might do like the, the whole Molly Ringwald's and pretty and pink bullshit, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, but you're not authentically yourself. So when you have a story or you hear stories of this where it's like we were just friends first it's because if you're not in that mindset i think you can be you can be more authentically yourself which is the beauty sometimes of like when women go out on dates and they're like i'm not attracted to him but you're like just wait you know give right. it a little bit more time and just see because sometimes that's a great thing to not be attracted right off the bat because you're not going to have your defenses come up and pretend that you're, and feel like you have to play a game, you know? Yeah. 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 Very good point. So I like that she's not, you know, we see her go out and act like things are okay with her that are not okay with her. And we see him lie to women about stuff that's going on with him. Like they're both not interacting with people outside in a very authentic and honest way. And then they kind of come back and hang out and are and are authentic and are authentic and honest with each other. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. Because there's nothing to lose. And the end. I loved the end. When she's going for a run and he plays her a song. And she's like, no. He plays um, like a wedding song. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And you get the, the sort of thought that like he's trying to propose. But she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going on a run. Which in some ways it's nice because it subverts the like usual romantic comedy film where it's like by the end... It has to all be wrapped up into a pretty little bow. But also, like, she's, she puts herself first. She's like, no, 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 run time. But, I mean, I would assume that they're genuinely probably happy and fine. And if he were to propose, she would accept. I felt like they were heading there. Yeah. Yeah. I, but she's like, just like, don't be ridiculous. There's a playfulness with the two of them, which I like. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like a whimsical, almost ducky-ish, like flirty kind of, you know, friend zone, potentially demeanor. Mm -hmm. And like caring, actually caring about her. Yes. You know, there are scenes where she's just like, fine, you're going to leave. Just get ready. I'm going to be, like when she got injured, she's like, just get ready. You're going to leave now because I'm going to get fat. And he's like, um, are you okay? Very sweet. I like that Jern was kind of like, not at all caring if she were to, like, he wasn't like, oh yeah, you're going to gain weight. I'm out. You know, he wasn't that person. Right. That's the right person for her. Yeah. Because her weight might fluctuate in her life. And she yeah. should get somebody who's going to judge her on that. So yeah. she is living this life that she's unhappy with. And then she finds like this running and her life starts to turn. And now people are actually holding the door open for her on the subway. And like, she is being noticed in a positive way. And she's not just like the fat, funny friend who's sarcastic all the time, but she's actually being seen as like attractive to people and, She's getting her life together, and um, she goes from, so it's like here is like when she's like in the beginning of the movie, then she starts going here and things start to change, but there's like then sometimes this addictive nature to that change. She goes on the scale, and her weight went up a couple of pounds. So she was like 157, and then goes to like 160, and she goes for a run. We see her running, and then she comes back, and her her shin is hurting her and she gets on the scale and it still hasn't gone down. I mean, she just went on a run. Like this is totally. I don't know what she thinks is happening. Right. When she's on the scale, but like she's grasping at straws. Right. And it's really the emotional of like, I'm going to, because my body is reacting to something else, which that I'm going to end up here again. And like, all I am is now, the weight and if I can't run then I can't what am I going to do and I'm going to go back to here it's that fear of going back to here Mm -hmm. Um, and she runs again on the injury and then she goes to the same doctor who's basically like you have a crappy lifestyle you need to do something about your weight which I know maybe on some level she needed to hear but there's got to be a better way. Like, I, I, you know, I, well, it's the doctor who hadn't seen the Dove commercials. So, like, right, the way his delivery is off, and I mean, and again, I get, I get torn in two different directions because is the message of this movie that she needed to hear it? She wasn't happy, but what I didn't love the fact that the message of the movie was surrounding specifically her weight. The only weight. Thing, right, I get yep. the. He said something about the potential for something with her liver. She wasn't actually, there were no, he didn't show her anything internally that was actually coming up in any of the reports to show that she was really not doing well. And I, and then when she starts exercising all the time or whatever she's doing, like, yeah, she's making healthier lifestyles, but again, just based on this BMI, now she's healthier, right? It's when, when two people are doing the same thing, like two people can, and I usually use the example of training for a marathon. Two people can be training for a marathon and 
one person can be doing it because it's empowering and it's something that that's been on their bucket list and they've always wanted to do it and they feel good when they run and it's a sense of accomplishment and all those things and they're following the healthy way to do it because they don't want to get an injury and they don't want to you know be it to take away from the rest of their life that they love there's one person and there's somebody else who freaking hates themselves hates their body feels like they can't get crap under control and decides to run a marathon in hopes of getting that control like and losing weight and people not thinking poorly of them and they might not follow the regimen that they're supposed to they might run on exhaustion they might eat less than they're supposed to they might not do the muscle building that they should so that their body can can sustain the like the pressure of the run right and meanwhile on the outside you see two people running a marathon and you wouldn't necessarily know which one is which so it's not like you can or you cannot run a marathon what I, what I what I think this shows is that like Brittany had stuff to deal with beyond just running a marathon beyond just getting off the couch or out of the debaucherous way that she was living and starting to do stuff like her whole entanglement of how people perceive her in the world because of her shape needed to be addressed alongside the changing of her BMI. But when you go to a doctor, they only talk to you about the BMI. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is I think this is kind of the question I was asking you before we started recording is like for someone who struggles with weight, with um exercise, with diet is this movie reaffirming or uplifting or is it does it feel like it only gives someone one possible course of action I don't think it's completely I got where they were going I think there were conversations that I mean I think the fact that they had this scene where she supposedly like she had lost this weight and now was this new person and was totally shitty to the heavier person who was in a very happy relationship sitting across from her. That wow. was a bigger conversation that I would love to have had, but they kind of brush over it. So she, she realizes she's shitty and then she makes amends with everybody and then the, the movie's over. That's the bigger conversation is, is yeah. you know, or, or there, there are some, and I get it because they're trying to make a movie of it and the movie is this life, affirming turning around you can be whoever you want to be you know kind of don't believe the bullshit stories that you get told in your head which is totally what we coach right right but but at the same time we coach that internally about like the stories that you tell yourself we don't if somebody thinks that like their their thighs are too fat from when they were younger because some kid in fifth grade called them fat thighs or whatever. <laughs> That's a horrible nickname that like not, is not even creative, but you know, somebody says something to them when they were in fifth grade, our coaching has more to do with figuring out emotionally and mentally how that's not true. Finding other people who are curvy, who are seen as beautiful, like the woman who is in that relationship at the end, right? Yeah. That is more where our coaching is more so than you can do this, go get a thigh master and like get, you remember the thigh masters? I used to have them. That thigh master? 
years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Suzanne Summers. I almost said Donna Summers, but yeah, Suzanne Summers. And it was the color of her outfit. It was this color. You're right. And it was and this probably color. like a blue belt or blue tights. Yes, and she was like, um, with that face. So we don't say like go out and do. You can go out and do that, but that's that thought process, that belief system is still going to be in there if you don't dig it out. Like you're, and that's where I feel like that conversation that she has with um, with Gretchen. It's Gretchen. Yeah. In the, the bathroom where she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where she's like, you're always going to be a fat girl. Like, you might never gain the weight back, but like, you're always going to be a fat girl. It was so mean and it was meant to cut and it was so awful that she said it and it was totally for her. And she's right because she couldn't just run marathons and become, you still feel like the fat girl unless you deal with that shit. You just do. And even if you deal with it, you're still dealing with it. But like, she said it, to, it, and it was just mean, but like there was something where there's more than just changing your outer appearance. You can't change your outer appearance to fix your inner stuff. You just can't. Yeah. You can't right. get a really hot, awesome husband who you think you don't deserve and he's gonna fix you. You right. gotta fix yourself and then realize that you deserve the hot, awesome husband. Right. That's like our whole philosophy. Yes. And, and that's where I feel like the, the movie was wanting, like it was missing something. And again, okay. it was a movie, but I feel like it's such a nuanced issue here. Yeah. You can't simplify that. You can't just, you, and, and it's how visual is that for it to be like all in your head? It's not a very visual process, you know? Right. And I feel like for this woman, the actual Brittany who they show at the end of the movie, it probably was more of that internalized process for her. But we're just seeing the highlights. So I'd like to think that it was, but things that came up for me were like the way that, the way that doctors handle the fact that somebody is heavy, like, or, or needs to lose weight. Like they, if somebody came in with a drug problem, they wouldn't just say, you need to just stop doing drugs. There would, or they shouldn't do that. You would have to realize that there's some emotion, there's something going on. You'd, you'd refer them to therapy. You would get them outside help. But if somebody's heavy, our assumption is just that they're lazy and they just eat too much. But there's, it's, I've, I have never, because of the scorn that you get for being heavy, have I ever, ever really found that anybody just eats too much. There's always right. something else going on. Right. But we still talk about weight, like you just have to just start exercising and stop eating and it will go away. But you're right. not dealing with everything. You're just high. It's not, it's not as uncomfortable for everybody else because now whatever your issue is, is not as apparent to everybody else that you have one. We just got really deep here, Jen. Yeah, you, I think like I said, like the other, the other issues that you mentioned, if you had like eight people in the room and they all have a different thing, like the others are a little bit more invisible. You'd be taking what used to be visible and making it invisible. But now you're battling it more alone because no one else knows you're going through it. Right. Yeah. 
So I think it's just a bigger, you know, like at the same way when we talk about like rom-cons where um, at the end of the day, no matter how empowering they try to make the woman, the end of it is her ending up with the guy. That's the win, right? Com- Shakespearean comedies, it ends with a wedding. So it's like, yeah. it's, the, it's the, the finding of it. The fact that, and I wanted her, I wanted her to lose the weight. I did. I wanted her to run the marathon. I wanted her to have this new identity. I wanted it. But the fact that that's the win, there's some internalized, but the fact that like the, the win is now she, her body shape is acceptable for us all to look at. We feel more comfortable looking at her is, is something. And again, like, it's not to say that like, we should just feel, I, I would love for us to feel more comfortable for people in all different shapes and sizes. Cause we were, even when she was at her healthiest, she didn't look like Gretchen. Right. They have different body shapes, right? right. They have different goal weights. They have different, they, right. So there's that. And I like that too, that they didn't like take somebody and whatever, make it like, like she got, they didn't like put fake fat on Gretchen. You know, right. <laughs> that would be really insulting. Um, although I do think they had some prosthetic fatness on her in the very beginning. Okay. There, yeah, there was, there was, her skin looked weird. Mm-hmm. Like modeled, it looked very modeled. And I remember being like, what is that? Yep. I don't want to knock it. I don't want to come in and be like, this was horrible because this, is and this. I no, I really enjoy the movie. I did enjoy the movie. Some of it was tough for me to watch. Yeah. Um, which is okay. It's okay for things to be a little bit um, difficult to watch. But I think their intentions were good. But I, I feel like the conversation has something to do with that doctor encounter. Brittany runs a marathon. What, what are our thoughts? Um, I highly recommend that someone sees it. And I think it is, I think in terms of the dating process, it's self-affirming because it, it allows you to realize that like someone else out there feels what you're feeling and that, you know, kind of even gives like throws a couple like tips, um, about how to be authentic and how to respect yourself in the process. But in terms of the exercise needing to lose weight, that's the part I'm still kind of like iffy on, on whether it's uplifting. But I think that, right, I think that, what'd you say? It markets itself as uplifting. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys what you guys thought. I mean, I think it is meant to be. I think that there's more work as a society that can be done in this area. Um, but I think that it also goes to show that when you grow up and you're given certain messages, whether it's just from experiences that you've had in your life or things that you've seen on media, that you tell yourself a story that often gets in your own way. I think that's what we see her do. Um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the issues, she does have issues. There are things that are genuinely happening in her life that are getting in her own, that are getting in her way, right? But she often, when we see with, with her relationship with Catherine, what she's doing for 
herself, um, how she is with guys, she gets in her own way. Um, yeah. She's reacting that way to guys also because the assumption is that she's never going to find somebody who's going to like her more than just somebody that to be used in the beginning. You know, she places herself in that position and, and, and listen, I get it. Like society is not fair and it is visual and there's some of that, but just like it goes to show with that relationship at the end, like that is not the only story. It's just the story she was telling herself, you Mm -hmm. know, there is, there is an exception to every rule that we tell ourselves, And if we're telling ourselves negative rules, there are exceptions um, to those rules in real life. Right. So I like that part of it. Um, I kind of wanted her to like punch the doctor in the face. I wanted to punch the doctor in the face. And again, I think his intentions are good, but I just feel like we need to do better. Get with the program, doctors. Yeah, watch a dub commercial, dumbass. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Successful Single Female. Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.